for your goodness, for all the testimonies that were given, Lord, for the uh, different things that were uh, uh, being uh, given to you in praise. Lord, we're thankful that we are not only thankful for just one thing, we're thankful, first of all, for our salvation and how gracious you are to save us from our sins and from ourselves and from this wicked world. We thank you, Lord, that you work in every area of our lives. And, Lord, we're thankful that you brought the Newburgers back and raised their support and and most of it. And, and Lord, that uh, you are opening doors and preparing them to start the church there in Greenpoint. We just thank you that you bring in visitors. And, Lord, all that you are doing, we just want to go on record to say thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For the front, Proverbs chapter 11. And uh, the subject for tonight's study in the book of Proverbs is the mouth. The Bible has a lot to say about the mouth and the tongue. Uh, not all of it's very good uh, because we do so many bad things with it. And... Uh, But uh, we'll just start in Proverbs chapter 11, and uh, we're going to slow down a little bit. Uh, Last night, last Sunday night, we covered about 50 verses. Uh, No, actually, it was closer to 70, and uh, 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 tonight, we're only going to try for 50, all right? Uh, So we're going to slow down just a little bit, but still quite a few verses here, and uh, we've been in Proverbs for... Uh, several months now and uh, trying to uh, finish up in the next several weeks. But Proverbs 11, 11, it talks about the wicked mouth. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Uh, there is great destruction in a wicked mouth. And yet, turn on the radio, who's talking? Read the news, what are they talking about? Listen to the politicians. I mean, we've got a collection this, this season now, don't we? Uh, I, mean, we I mean, and they're all saying stuff. I mean, I've, got a, I've just thrown away a stack of flyers about this deep. And... Uh, and it's all from uh, the Republican Party. Uh, Joe Loda likes people to smoke pot. And Cat uh, uh, Matides is not one of us because he used to be a Democrat like every other Republican in New York City. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just, uh, it's ridiculous. You say, who are you voting for? I don't know yet. We've got a few days yet. The election, the uh, primary is on the 10th. But uh, uh, study... Uh, read, find out what they actually say. Uh, We don't have much of a choice this time around, but as I said, it's your responsibility to vote for the best rat. Amen? Uh, And so, uh, but the wicked mouth worketh destruction. Uh, I was just thinking about it the other day. They've, they've made an amazing discovery in Syria. How many of you know where they got the chemical weapons in Syria that they're using? Uh, our dear old friend, Saddam Hussein, sent them over, 
And that's why they couldn't find them when they went looking there. There, there were several news commentators that were actually reporting that at the time. Nobody listened to them. And, and again, that's what they're saying. Uh, but who knows? But the mouth, the, it says a city is exalted. That nation was overthrown because of the mouth of a man named Saddam Hussein, the, the nation of Iraq. Uh, half of what he said wasn't true. We don't know about the other half. Uh, if he had had the, the ability to do what he intended to do, we wouldn't be here today. But watch what happens when a wicked mouth gets in control. Things are going to be destroyed. Proverbs twenty six twenty eight says, A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. You know, one of the biggest mistakes that we make is we'll be put in a situation where somebody is lying about you and saying things about you that aren't true. And what is the common uh, answer to that? Well, let's be friends. No, no. Read what Proverbs says. Solomon said, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, that a lying tongue hates those people he's lying about. Can you be friends with somebody that hates you? Don't try. Get out of there. Get away. Get away. You can't protect yourself. Only God can protect you. But you need to understand, if somebody hates you enough to lie about you and say these things, there, there's... If somebody is lying about you, they also hate you. And how many of you have ever met somebody that flattered you? Wow, you're looking good today. Da, 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 on and on and on. Let me tell you something. It says the flattering mouth worketh ruin. Get away from these people. Take heed to what the Bible says. Uh We've got several more verses here on the working of the foolish mouth. We'll try to get most of the negative verses out of the way. But uh, if you're still there, Proverbs 14, verse 3 says, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. You ever just feel like somebody beat you with a stick and you don't know why? It's probably because you were with a person of a foolish mouth. The heart, the mouth of the foolish, a foolish person. You, you try to, to make friends and you try to do this. There's a stick there. That's what a rod is. And a rod was used for one thing. It was used for the shepherd would carry a rod to protect the sheep and, and to kill the snakes and do other things with. Uh, if you went to any city hall, there was a rod that was stored there. It was for disciplining people publicly. Uh, I mean, this was a, a very serious thing. You're going to be with a foolish person. You're the one that's going to get whacked. That's what it says. The rod of pride is there. But the lips of the wise were getting a, a um, 
sorry, brain is not working. Uh, a, compare, a contrast here is the word I was looking for. The only thing I could think of was contradiction. That's not what it is. It's a contrast that the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Well, if you're with the wise, guess what? You might have a chance of being preserved along with them. If you're with the foolish, you have a very good chance of getting whacked right along with them or worse yet by them. Proverbs 15.2, skip over there. It says, the tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of the fools poureth out foolishness. Have you ever met somebody and all they talk about is ridiculous, senseless things? If you study the book of Proverbs, the red lights ought to be going off in your mind. The warning flags ought to be waving. It is the mouth of the, uh, what's it say here? The mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. I hope we don't have anybody here that's been discussing Miley Cyrus or whatever her person is. That's foolishness. We don't need to know about that and, and discuss that, but it seems to be the head story on all the news and every... No, it's, hey, the mouth of the fools poureth out foolishness. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright or the right way. Knowledge is a dangerous thing. And if you're not careful with it, you can really get hurt. It's like electricity. Electricity is a wonderful thing as long as it stays in the wires. Amen? Uh, as long as it does what it's supposed to do, runs the motors, but don't get your finger in there because bad things will happen to you. It, verse 14 of chapter 15, another verse on the mouth, it says, The heart of him that hath understanding uh, seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. If you have a foolish... If you are foolish in your understanding. If you do that, it, the Bible says you're going to eat foolishness. What comes in has got to come out. You're, you're, it is demanded of you. Uh, 1928 says, An ungodly witness scorneth judgment, and the mouth of the wicked devoureth iniquity. Yes, give me all the details. I never repeat gossip, so tell me right the first time, right? Isn't that what people say? Um, listen, the mouth of the wicked feedeth on wickedness. That's what they're after. When you see someone doing this, move away. Make some space because you're the one that's going to suffer uh, let's go back to 18 and verse 6. It says, A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. Now, is that today's headline or yesterday's? And tomorrow's? Because what do we have going on here? We have this thing going on in Syria. And what's going? everybody's saying, You've got to punish the wicked people that do that. 
Don't. Look what it says here. The fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calleth for strokes or punishment. Don't be so eager to pass out the punishment. That's a foolish thing. You know why? Because when God passes out punishment, who deserves it the most? People that have the Bible and still disobey it. Isn't that true? It says judgment is going to begin where? The house of God. So let's not be so eager to call for people getting theirs. And, and yet, that's what the headlines are. You know what that tells us? It says we live in a foolish nation, if that's what our nation thinks. You can tell an awful lot by what a man says and how he spokes, speaks, I'm sorry. And then verse 7, right after it, it says, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. A fool's mouth is his destruction. Uh, you think that's why they came up with the Fifth Amendment? You can't incriminate yourself. But you do, don't you? We betray ourselves. It says a fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. You know what? You cannot, you cannot tell a lie and not get caught. They, they are going to find out. Someone, you know, Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. You may fool some of the people. What is that saying? You can fool some of the people some of the time. No, you can fool some of the people all of the time. You can fool all of the people some of the time. But you can't fool all the people all the time. Yeah, that's, that's it. But you never fool God. Never, ever. And it will be by our own, the wicked will be judged by his own words and his own deeds. But let's go back to Proverbs chapter 12. You see, you don't have to have a wicked mouth, amen? Verse 6 says, the words... Of the wicked, wait a minute, yes. The words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. How many of you have ever been afraid of all the things that are going on? And, uh, you know, they're calling evil good and good evil, and they're trying to destroy, and they're telling us that people who believe the Bible have no right to public discourse and keep your religion in the church and. And, uh, well, you keep your sin in the closet. How about that? Uh, that's where it's been for the last five millennia, uh, with very few minor exceptions. Keep your sin in the closet. But here's what it says. They are plotting and they are planning, and you can go nuts over all the things that the wicked say they're going to do. And there are people that do. I mean, they just retreat to a... 
uh, a little house way out in the country and dig it down in the hill and, and they're, they're ready when it's going to happen. No, here's what the Bible says. The mouth of the upright shall deliver them. You let God protect you. What did Jesus tell his disciples? He told them, don't meditate don't sit down and think and figure out what you're going to say when you're hauled before the judgment seat for my case. He said, you just let the Holy Spirit take over and he will speak for you. Uh, Proverbs 15 and 23, I love this verse. Uh, it ought to be just everywhere in your heart and during the day. A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good is it? You want joy. Let God use your mouth. Let him teach you what to say at the right time. Have you ever just felt like the Holy Spirit was standing there saying, Shut up! Don't say it! And you did anyway, and you made a big mess. Let God control you, amen? Uh, your mouth can get you into so much trouble. Look at Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 14. How many of you want a good life? How many of you want to be satisfied? I mean, anybody here want to be miserable and always wanting something? I hope not. But look at, look at the verse here. Uh, verse 14 says, A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands shall be rendered unto him. If you're talking right and you're doing right, guess what? You're going to enjoy life. How do I know if I'm talking right? Check it out with the Word of God. Amen? How do I know if I'm doing right? Same thing. The Bible says that you're going to be recompensed for that. God is not going to ignore what you are doing. Look at 13.2. The same theme runs through this verse as well. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. But the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. I mean, it is there. Verse, chapter 18 and verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. God wants to use your mouth to satisfy you, to fill you, to provide for you, he doesn't want you to be, James chapter 3, uh, the tongue is an unruly evil, sets on fire the course of nature with the course of hell. He doesn't want good things and bad things coming out of the same fountain. The Bible tells us here that we're going to eat good. By the increase of the lips shall he be filled. Let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter 16.
Verse 10 says, A divine sentence is in the lips of a king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. Look at verse 23. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to the lips. Did you get that? There's a connection between the heart and the mouth. And there are several other Proverbs. I want to go back and grab one out of my notes here. Uh, Proverbs 15 and verse 28 says, The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. There, there is a connection. You want to limit the bad things that you say with your mouth. You start in the heart. You study to answer. You um, allow your heart to teach your mouth or control your mouth in its saying. You fill your heart with the word of God and he's going to fix your mouth. But using the mouth in a completely different way, verse 16, chapter 16 and verse uh, 26 says, He that laboreth, laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. And now it's talking about the mouth as your desire to eat, as your hunger. It says you work because you're hungry. And so... Watch, there's all these connections here. And what happens in the book of Proverbs as we look at the connections that are here? Your mouth is connected to your heart. Out of the desires of the heart, that's where all the sin comes from. Your mouth is connected here to desire to eat. And it said it's good if you labor, but remember what you're laboring for. It says, he that laboreth, laboreth for himself. Because he's got to feed himself. Now, people go a lot further than just feeding themselves with labor. But it comes down to that same basic desire. Now, what's one of the best things that you can do with your mouth? Anybody got the idea yet? One of the best things you can do is just keep it shut. And there are many Proverbs on that, and we're not going to look them all up tonight. But look at Proverbs 13, verse 3. It says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. You don't have to tell people everything you know I just want to share what's on my heart no the Bible said he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life now that doesn't mean that you don't talk to anybody about anything but so oftentimes when we just have to have this burden removed from our heart we ought to be going to the Lord not to another person. Be careful what you share with other people, even good 
Bible-believing Christians because you can get yourself in trouble. You, we go back to this morning's message. There's a lot of things we think we see and understand that we don't. You need to unburden your heart to the Lord. If you keep your mouth, be careful. Proverbs 18.4, it says, The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. In our day and time, we strive, I strive as a pastor, to make my sermons easy to understand. But there are certain things that ought not be easy to understand. That's what this verse is talking about. You see, there's a lot more to what is being said than what is being said. You ever had that? Now, you have to be careful about reading between the lines, as they say, as trying to get the unspoken messages... But when it comes to wisdom, that doesn't come naturally, nor does it come easily, nor can you just decide you want it and go get it. You have to get wisdom from God. And that's what this verse is talking about. It is deep waters. Uh, I'll tell you what, you don't draw up deep waters with a fishing pole. You've you got to have some apparatus there. You've got to have a long rope to get down to the bottom of that deep well if you want it. And so you've got to realize that not everything is just what it seems like on the surface. And then we go to Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three. Whoso keepeth his mouth and keepeth his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. Do we need to explain that one? I mean, how can you get more plain than that right there? You keep your mouth. You keep your tongue. And you're going to keep yourself out of trouble. Now we come to just some miscellaneous verses. We've got about ten or, ten or so verses here that deal with just miscellaneous things. But it all is about the mouth and what, we're trying to, what I'm trying to do as we go through these different subjects is cover every verse in the book of Proverbs. And uh, I got me a little chart here and I'm going through that and checking them off. And we're about two-thirds of the way done. And... Uh, uh, so we're going to just be picking up various subjects here. And uh, uh, as I was praying, I said, you know, we haven't done anything on the mouth. There's, and sure enough, 50 verses go right there from chapter 11 to 31. And so let's just pick up on some of these miscellaneous ones. Now, here's um, uh, the slothful man, Proverbs 19.24 Proverbs 19 and verse 24 says, The slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Proverbs 26.15 runs along the same line. says, The slothful hideth his hand in his bosom. It grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. 
Proverbs 20 and verse 17 says, The bread of deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth shall be filled with gravel. Uh, It's interesting. The lazy man, the slothful man, thinks it's labor to feed himself. Now that man... could not possibly be a Baptist. We have no problems with feeding ourselves. In fact, uh, we we do a little more than we ought to on most occasions. But uh, the simple truth of the matter is the lazy man thinks the things that sustain life are too much work. That's a scary thought. The bread of deceit is sweet. How many of you have ever eaten clams? What are you going to get in your mouth if you eat clams? Sand. I mean, it's just there. You're going to get those... How many of you have ever bitten down on a little chunk of sand in a clam? I mean, that'll put you in massive amounts of pain. But it says your mouth is going to be filled with gravel if you eat the bread of deceit. You know, you think you can pull it off, but it is going to be painful in the end. Don't don't let your mouth go there. Proverbs 22, 14. This is a standalone one. It says the mouth of of strange women is a deep pit. He that is abhorred of the Lord shall fall therein. Now, do you get that? The strange woman in the Bible is a woman that is the idea of being strange. It's the woman you're not married to. And it says that that is a deep pit. But look who falls into it. He that is abhorred. Of the Lord. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Because there's some preachers that fall into that pit. The Bible says they're abhorred of the Lord. Somebody was telling me that uh, Jim and Tammy Baker's son pastors a, uh, a church that meets in a bar in Brooklyn. I think Brother Mike was telling me about that. And uh, You fall in that pit, the Bible says that the Lord hates you. He doesn't even want to think about you. You're abhorred of the Lord. That's just next to abomination. And so, stay away from the pit. It says her mouth is that pit. Because people get in trouble when they listen to things that are not true verse 24 verse 7 wisdom is too high for a fool he openeth not his mouth in the gate I'm just going to read several of them here because they go along the same lines Proverbs 26 and verse 7 says the legs of the lame are not equal so is a parable in the mouth of fools 26.9 says, As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. 
You know what? It hasn't been until modern history that American society goes seeking wisdom at the mouth of fools. But now we do. In Solomon's day, that just wasn't heard of. Why would you go to a foolish person to find out how to do things? And some of the foolish things that are people who are supposed to know, like, you know, we're going to enforce uh, the laws and we're going to curtail uh, drug activity by giving guns to the drug lords. Our government did that. How do you? How do you get that? I don't know. But the legs of the lame are not equal. When we have the Olympics, we don't go to the hospital for special surgery and find people that can't walk and have them run for the gold medal because their legs are not equal. It says, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. Even when you give wisdom to a fool, it's going to be, turn, be turned into foolishness. It, nothing good is going, to be, is going to happen. It says, as a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard. Now, you know what a drunkard does when a thorn goes up into his hand? Well, it depends on how drunk he is, but... Oh, that hurt, that hurt you know... There's no understanding of infection and all the things that are going to follow. It just happens. But let me tell you, when you try to get wisdom from foolish people, it's the same thing that's going to happen now, isn't it? And so as we look here, We need to understand. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 32, and we'll try to close this up. And we'll come back to this verse in another point and cover it in the context, but tonight let's just let it stand by itself. If thou hast done foolish in lifting up thyself, or if thou hast thought evil, lay thine hand upon thy mouth. It says, If thou hast done foolishly in lifting up thyself, or if thou hast thought evil, lay thy hand upon thy mouth. How many times have you tried to talk your way out of something? Bible says don't do that. If you've exalted yourself, lifted yourself up, the Bible says that's foolishness. Don't do that. But if you've done it, shut up and get out of there. That basically is as plain as we can put that. If you're thinking evil thoughts, if you're thinking Boy, I'd like to take this guy out back for about five minutes and show him a thing or two. Grab a hold of it. Keep it shut. Because you'll get yourself in trouble because when you think up here, it doesn't take it long to drop down that six or eight inches and come out your mouth. And then you're in trouble. You can't take it back. 
And so we have to watch our mouth. We have to keep it. If we keep it, we'll keep ourselves from trouble. If we will do with our mouth what God says to do, tell you what, it'll deliver you. It will protect you. I remember hearing the story, I think it was from my brother. Uh, there was a, uh, he was in Chicago, inner city situation, and was out trying to get people to come to church, and all of a sudden a group of guys came up, and he knew there was going to be trouble. So you know what he did? He said, I just started preaching. He said, I just started trying to witness to them. I started preaching on the street, and they all thought I was nuts, and they left me alone. You know what? It'll help you sometimes if you got enough of this in here that you can use it. Amen? And so let's, let's take the warning. Let's be careful. And when you see, when someone takes the effort to lie about you, don't sit there and, and be hurt. Understand that there's hatred connected to that lie. And get yourself out of there if you can. Don't try to make friends with somebody who lies about you. Yet that's what we're told to do. Take the warning. The warnings of this book, of the book of Proverbs, will help you every day you walk on this earth. That's why you should read it. And as you read it, ask God to bring back to your memory some of the things we've discussed here and, and go over them. Most of the Proverbs are very, very plain. They, they say what they mean. They mean what they say. Let God instruct you. But above all things, you keep that mouth. You want to keep it? Fill your heart with the Word of God, and the Word of God will be instructed. There is a connection between your heart and your mouth. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this night. We ask you to bless our prayer time to follow. Help us to love you, to live for you. And Lord, help us to keep our mouths. Help us that we may be in a position where we could be satisfied by the good things and enjoy the fact that you filled our mouths with your word. And it came out at the right time and in the right place and in the right way. We ask that you would be glorified in Jesus' name we pray. And we'll take just a moment there. Won't have any music tonight, but.